This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to uh, St. Vincent College here in beautiful Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and we are The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're also simulcasting on ESPN 970, so we appreciate it if you're listening to us there. If you are listening to us on ESPN 970, of course, you hear, you hear Matt and I uh, do a lot of uh, draft coverage uh, here on those very airwaves oh, yeah. uh, during those times. And you're wondering where you can get us on a regular basis. It's on The Drive uh, on, on uh, Steelers Nation Radio. We do a show Absolutely. daily throughout the course yep. of the season, uh, do shows you know, three times a week during the offseason as well. So uh, if you want to hear us uh, analyzing – uh, things not just with this the is Steelers, a regular thing for us. Absolutely, right, we're right. together more with we're t- together more than we are with our wives. I think mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Um, not complaining about that. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. Neither is your wife. All right, she's happy as could be. Stay in, stay in La Trobe as long as you want. <laughs> uh, but we often talk about more than just the Steelers. We talk about absolutely league issues as well. Uh, but uh, one of the things uh, facing the Steelers this year, Matt, uh, has been the transition from not just Ben Roethlisberger to a new quarterback, Kevin Colbert to Omar Khan as a GM. Absolutely, right. There's been some – and that's not the only front office change, too. There's some new faces there. And, uh, you a lot know, of new faces, are, yeah. You know, moving along in a different direction. Totally makes sense. Kevin had a glorious and phenomenal Hall of Fame-type career, and he goes off in the sunset, you know, and still can be – doing some consulting things from what I understand. Yeah, and so I'm out, actually you know, on right. Saturday he stopped by the uh, the practice at the south side uh, okay. and uh, was walking around. So mm-hmm. so he's know. still going to be you know, visible, yeah. but it's Omar's job now. Yeah, they're still working out, you know, what role that will be with, uh, you know, with the team. Uh, that'll be, a you know, a, a decision that will be made by Art Rooney II and Kevin mm-hmm. Colbert. They'll figure that out. But as uh, when you know, we talked to Omar Khan last week uh, when he had his press conference, um, you know, I asked him, like, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what kind of situation or what's what is the situation with with uh, Kevin Colbert? And he said, you know, they're still figuring that out, but he's just a call away. He's like, I call him all sure, the time. Sure. I'll text him all the time. You know, and about they work stuff. directly together for many Absolutely. years. And, yeah. Right. You know, so it, it's an interesting situation because like anybody, you want to put your stamp on the position. And he's and Omar starting to do that with these contracts and Boswell and Deontay and those guys make a you know so got those things done quickly too yeah right I mean very quick that you know they didn't drag they didn't become a nuisance they didn't become a distraction so that's great um, but we haven't seen no we haven't seen Omar go through a draft yet right. or you know a, a free agency period entirely his own you know so will that look different. Um, how will their cap spending go? What are they going to look at at future quarterbacks? Are they, are they staying with these guys forever? Um, you know, what are they going to value differently? And that'll be a hard thing to analyze. It'll be a, a you know four or five years. Yeah, that won't be a one year right, thing. Right, that's, right. A, that's a multi year thing. Uh, but uh, Omar Khan sat down with the DVE Morning Show uh, recently and uh, did want to play that back. What he had to say on the DVE Morning Show. So here's what uh, here's what Khan said. It's your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one hundred two point five. D-V-E. We're at St. Fitz of College, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, for Steelers preseason. And joining us right now, somebody who just who's having a probably pretty good day, General Manager Omar Khan. We'll give him a round yeah. of applause. Thank you. We got Thank you DJ Thanks back on the here. field. Thank you. I mean, that's got to feel good to have that behind you at this point, right? Yeah, and anytime you can get uh, 
you know, you always want to have everyone on the practice field practicing. So, you know, obviously we were going through a situation there, and he's on the field, and we're excited. We yeah. Have a lot of, we, we have a lot of respect for Deontay. When you were watching all of those other contracts fall across the league, were you like, oh, man, I mean, there's <laughs> more that's is outrageous. big money for wide receivers right now. You know, I won't get into specifics of every of, of our negotiation, but, you know, that's just really how the league is going, and we're just fortunate we got uh, the deal done. We're excited we got the deal done with Deontay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so your first year as GM, there was a lot of speculation, like, you know, a lot of different candidates being named. You've had such a long history here. How much does it mean to you to be able to stay with the Roonies, with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, and continue to do what you've been doing here? It, it's a dream come true for me. Um, I, obviously, I've had – opportunities elsewhere they didn't work out and you know this this one was just never open and um i'm excited it's a dream come true and you know they're the, the rooney family to me they're like family they've been so good to me and um just have a lot of respect for it but it's my, my family's from my wife's from here my kids were born here yeah. I, i've been here 22 years and love it here yeah you know and uh so it's it, it was perfect situation for me omar the other interviews you went on do you feel like as you went through that process each time. You got a little better grasp on what it's going to take. Did, did you learn anything in that process, and did it better prepare you for this eventual opportunity that's, that's now arrived? Yeah, I, I uh, you know, every time I went through those, obviously every one of those jobs was different um, and unique in their own way, but uh, I appreciated this place a little more. Um, so, you know, it just – I think it made me appreciate this, this, you know, being a part of this organization even more. Well, now that you you got the GM position down yep. here, and I mean you've solidified yourself as like you're the money, you're a financial wizard when it comes to like personnel decisions and stuff like that. Like, how comfortable do you feel with your talent assessment of what's going on here right now? In terms of like, uh, is it a tr like a committee yeah. of people assessing things, and uh, how, how does it work now? It, I know it had always had been that in a manner speaking with Kevin in the past, but is it any different now? Yeah, you know what? Kevin did a great job of including us in all different parts of the organization, right. so I, I was fortunate in that. And, um, you know, like whenever we need to make a, a decision, uh, a Steelers decision, we get in the room, the right people get in the room, talk about it, make the decision, and it's our Steelers decision. Yeah. So. What do you think you have taken from Kevin Colbert? You know, I've said this before that, um, you know, how the importance of building this through the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's that's always resonated, you know, and that goes long before Kevin and me. But uh, that that's that's always been the big thing, and I've said this before in a manner. But when a guy like Joe Green speaks, you listen. That was one thing he always yeah. said to us, and that was important. Yeah. How cool is it to still have him on the bat phone? Like it's, to know that if you have a problem, you can call him, and he's just a couple it, of blocks away. It's it's awesome. You know, I I've I said this at my uh, press conference. I find it hard to believe there's been two people that have worked as well together for as long as they have, like Kevin and I did. It's it's been an honor. You know, he's a future Hall of Fame. He's a future Hall of Fame GM, and yeah. to have the opportunity to learn from him and to know he's a phone call away, it's been great. He was up here last week, and I think he may be up here this weekend too. Omar, you guys, I know you don't like to talk about specific negotiations, but you went through the hold in with Watt last year. Yeah. Minka did pretty much the same thing during OTAs, and then Deontay a little bit. From where I'm sitting, they all had happy endings. The players are happy. Watt went on to win Defensive Player of the Year. You're expecting big things out of Fitzpatrick and Johnson. Is this a stumbling upon a meeting in the middle in these kind of situations where it doesn't have to get contentious and the guy stays involved, and then when it does get resolved, he's ready to go much faster than if he was off holding his breath somewhere? You know, every one of these is a little different in their own way. Um, I don't like to you know say they're all the same. They're different, but – 
you know, it's 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 happening league wide, and it's just I think it's just maybe some coincidence in some of that, but um, for us, but um, you know, I don't know if it's a trend or something that's going to continue, but you know, it's, they're all, they're all different. Uh, you said you wanted Deontay Johnson to be a Steeler for a long time. Yep. You got him locked for a couple years. Yep. The hope is an extension after this. You know, we it's this is a uh, two year extension. We got him. It's three years, and we hope uh, he'll be here for a long time after yeah. that. You know, so it's just sort of how this negotiation went, and that's how it ended up. But we, we're hoping you know he's gonna be here for a lot longer than that. And locking up Boz was a no brainer, right? I mean, Boz is Boz. We love Boz, and uh, <laughs> you know he's one of the top kickers in the league, and. You know, he had a year left, and it made sense. He was interested. We were interested, and, you know, he's had a lot of success at Heinz Field and at other places, and it made sense for everyone to get it done. Does having all of these huge deals defensively right now feel like – is it is it a little uh, a more pressure on you, or does it alleviate the pressure? Like, no, I got these studs locked. <laughs> I don't have to worry about this anymore. Well, the more players you can get locked up, regardless of position or side of the ball, I mean, you, you get it, you try to get it done, and we're we're very excited about the nucleus we have here and what you'll up. be able to work with with the cap, given oh, what yeah. you're going to owe Absolutely. these guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Omar Khan, the new GM of the Steelers. Man, that sounds good, too, doesn't sounds it? Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it really does. I haven't got used to that enough yet, but, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so. you should – when you make, like, dinner reservations, you should say – so that they say that, like, right, you know. Right. Yeah, the like, full title. That's right. So whenever I can't get in, I should I should try to drop that, right? Khan, <laughs> Dr. Yes. Omar Khan, the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Congrats on Thanks locking a lot. these guys I up. And congrats it. on the gig. And we're much. really excited for you, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Omar it. Thank Khan, you. He's getting it done for the All Pittsburgh right. Steelers again. We're broadcasting live from Steelers training camp, St. Vincent College in Latrobe, on your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. That was, of course, Omar Khan, the Steelers' uh, new GM. And uh, he's very excited about oh, he got the a job. Bit. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, being this involved with the organization all those years, and now you get a crack at the top job. You know, I mean, that's what everybody wants. That's what everyone strives for in their career. And he's fortunate to have earned it, you know, not to be given it. He earned it, you know, and he, I think he's the right hire for the job. I love that there's such a strong cap background at the GM position here. And I just think it's much more important now than it ever has been uh, that uh, he doesn't have to be a tremendous evaluator of linebackers or offensive linemen or whatever if he trusts the right people That's what to scouting do departments it. for. Right. It, it, the, the job description of GM can be taken a lot of different ways, you know. It doesn't have to be the guy grinding the scout or grinding the tape or at LSU practices time and time again. It just needs to be the guy that gets the right decision ultimately made, you know. Yeah. The interesting thing will be in the spring. Yeah. When Mike Tomlin – because Mike Tomlin likes to go to college campuses and sit down for dinner with guys. and Without do, question. Does he take – Omar Khan with him? Does he take Andy Weidel with him? Mm-hmm. Or the, the area scout yeah. from that? Uh, or right. Who, you know, who knows? Right. So uh, that will be interesting. And those are all to be determined. Um, I guess we can see, too, is Omar combing the uh, free agents as we speak, too? You know, is, is yeah. there something they're looking for? Might he add more? Might he talk trade? Who knows? I mean, uh, is it a constant process with him? I would assume so. I mean, that's that's the job description that never ends. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we did see, and I did ask him last week, I'm like, so was it different negotiating that contract with Chris Boswell or Deontay Johnson as the GM as opposed to the guy who's the mm. capologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, because I'm sure it is. You know, before I'm sure he had to go. You know, okay, here's what I've negotiated. You take it to Kevin. Who ta- Kevin, you know, takes it to Art, or they do it together mm-hmm. and they take it to Art. Well, now he just goes directly to Art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's no middleman. There's no buffer, as, as the Corleones like to say. You yeah. know that, um, and it probably is a little more freedom. Like, Mr. Rooney, I'm going to sit down with Deontay or Chris, and we're in this range. You know, are yeah. you cool with me if I pull the trigger? As long as it's in this neighborhood. Right. Yeah, sure. That makes perfect sense. Where I'm sure there's other times, especially for the le- the lesser deals, you know, yeah. the, I don't want to say Mason Cole's maybe not in the best example because he is going to start here. You know, a bottom of the roster pickup the, in free agency or, uh, you know, like, hey, get a deal done with this guy. We know it's going to be in this neighborhood. You don't really have a whole lot of leeway. You, yeah. You know, yeah. You're just. I don't say he was the messenger. He had a really valuable job, but you know, it was, don't give Carl Joseph any more than this. You know, <laughs> yeah, <what I> mean? right. <laughs> like, okay, I'll go get that done. You know, yeah. Um, so you know, it's just a little different situation here, and we're seeing uh, that transition. Um, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. he he had a pretty good off season in terms of, especially to start the training camp here, getting some of these guys done. You know, the Chris Boswell. Well, they made Chris Boswell the highest paid kicker. Well, that didn't last very long. No. <laughs> Less than a week, and then Justin Tucker, you know, got a yeah. million dollar more. Well, two notes on that is, first off, he has advantages that Kevin hasn't had recently in terms of cap space. Cap space, yeah. You know, right. But he doesn't have advantage of – he doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, that, right. you know, especially when Ben was in his prime. So you'd rather have the Hall of Fame quarterback. But anyway, just cap space related, he has a lot more freedom than Kevin has recently, you know, without a doubt. But I do think – Omar set himself up and the team up really well with the style of contracts he signed with yeah. all these guys. They're almost all two-year deals you can get out of after one if it's a disaster. So it's not like a year or two from now you're like, man, we got to get out of this Miles Jack contract. we got to get out of this Chooks contract. This is like an anchor. Yeah. No. It's easy it, to do. It's easy to do. If they don't work out, boom, go get the next guy and give them a similar deal. And then this is a league-wide thing, and it was reaffirmed once again in the last 24 hours the Denver Broncos sold for an astronomical number of yeah. number of dollars. A ridiculous number. Right. <laughs> Billions, you know. And, um, again, to me, the best way to judge the health of the league is what do franchises sell for. They don't yeah. go up for sale very often, but they go for more and more every time, which to me tells me the league is unbelievably healthy. And the Boswell deal is a perfect example. Like, boy, that seems like a lot. It won't in two years. No. I, no. I know that. It when the salary cap is $250 million in two years. Right. And it probably will be. Uh, that's where the L indications are. that It's headed. Um, I believe, Dale, 365 days from now, someone's going to tweet us and be like, well, what, what do you think of the Deontay Johnson contract now? And we'll say, I can't believe we fretted over it as much as we did a year ago because I it's didn't not fret a over it at all. I mean, I know it, it was a bargain. But, you know, right. I mean, if you look at the, the the prices that he's playing for the next three years, it's it's minuscule. Verse production. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Factoring in age, what you know, however you want to make that equation. I'm not a math major, and then factoring in inflation, and what I mean is, with the cap going up and up and up, you're going to look at Deontay a year from now and be like. That's a pretty good bargain. The big Mahomes is a bargain. Yeah. The big question is going to be in three years when George Pickens is looking for that new deal. Is it 30? He is going to be number one wide receiver. (laughs) I believe that to be true. The catch that he had today in the end zone holding off Levi Wallace, Mm -hmm. who is a starting NFL cornerback. Right, right, right. He's not making chump change either. Yeah. Um, You know, 
tipping the ball to yourself and then having the wherewithal as you're falling to the ground to catch it with one hand. With one hand, And right. tuck it in. Get the feet in. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. No, he's becoming a star I've covered this like a quickly. long time. <laughs> right, right, right. It doesn't happen. doesn't happen very often. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's a high school kid playing with lesser dudes. It's just much better. Yeah. It doesn't happen at this league. You know, I'm not comparing him to Randy Moss, but those are the type of things impact Moss made immediately. You know, like yeah. Jamar Chase made immediately. You know, like some if of the he, stars If he has that kind of impact. I don't, right. I don't, I don't want to say if he has 80% of that impact. Right. I mean, Randy Moss was the best rookie receiver I've ever seen. Yeah. And Jamar Chase wasn't far behind, you know. That's elite. But if he's in that neighborhood, if he's 80% of that, I mean, they'll be just fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a home run. Well, let's look at I want to talk about uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. And we'll do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive live from Steelers Training Camp here at St. Vincent College. Uh, we're here from until uh, 5 o'clock. Started the show at 2 today. Uh, so we'll be here for another uh, hour and a half or so. Don't you go anywhere. Got more Steeler talk coming up right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, We are The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio, uh, also being simulcast on ESPN 970. Uh, So if you're listening to us there, we welcome you. Uh, in that audience as well. We are live from St. Vincent College. Uh, the Steelers uh, taking the field here for a walkthrough. We can't really give you any play-by-play from the walkthrough or anything like that. So, well, It's not fast-paced action either. No, it is not. They're just yeah. working on you know, stalking. Yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, walkthrough. Right. Uh, so I mentioned uh, the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is really oh, intriguing to yeah. me all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my betting years just went up in a big way after yes. our Pickens conversation. So if we're looking here at the players who are uh, who, the odds here, and I'm looking on uh, sport, the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook um, on, online. Be- before you start, if you don't mind, yeah. most years – this is a much different conversation. Yeah, there's than a this. quarterback or a running back or somebody that's. There's several. I mean, last year, for example, you knew Mac Jones, Lawrence, Wilson. Fields was not starting at this point, right. nor was Lance. But Mills was. Yeah. I mean, you had four rookie starting quarterbacks week one that you knew. Mills didn't start week one. Uh, I was trying to think that. No, he no, might he, not have. Yeah, he didn't start week one. Who did for them? Didn't they have Vajico, or uh, uh, Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Right? I think that's correct. Yeah. Because he got his lung penetrated the year before yeah. with Herbert. Yeah. So Herbert was not a week He's one starter either. He's had bad luck. Yeah. He has not. So there were three first-round week one starting quarterbacks that had much better odds than anybody this year. Right. And some years, it's rarer now than ever, you get a McCaffrey or a Saquon or someone that's drafted super high at that position. Receivers are always drafted high no matter what. But – so there's not a clear-cut leader in the clubhouse, way better odds than everybody else type this year. Cause well, but there are two guys who lead the way. Okay. So, so somebody has to be are. number one. Right, of course. Yeah. So the top, the the, the lowest odds are plus 750 mm-hmm. for Chris Olave and Brees Hall. Brees Hall, to me, should be number one by far. Yeah. He's got a clear path to starting with the Jets. Yes. Is that a great team? No, they just lost their starting right tackle. But he's well. in a huge media market. He's a huge media market. He's an every down back with respect to Michael Carter, who I still still think is a good player. He's the highest drafted fantasy running back. You know, I mean, he's the one you want to own. Right. In dynasty leagues, he's the first pick every time. 
and he has every down quality. So, to me, he should be the best odds. Yes. But I would take the field over him. I would take the field as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Second best odds uh, or lowest odds Mm -hmm. are for – are plus 900 for Drake London. That one makes sense to me too. And Kenny Pickett. That does not that make does sense. That does not make sense. Yeah. I mean, he's the only first-round quarterback. I understand. And frankly, I, I'm not a betting guru. But Vegas doesn't really care what if their odds are right. They're they just, just trying to get people to bet on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So people are going to bet on Pickett, apparently. Yeah. Um, I would put London over Alave, although his team's awful. But I bet he gets more targets this year than Alave. I would bet on that, too. Yeah. yeah. Whether you like him too. or not, he's going to get more targets than, I think, any rookie receiver and he's got the best chance, tight ends aside, to be the number one wide receiver on his respective team. Correct. Uh, at plus 1,000, there are four guys. Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert. Wow, that's big odds for a mid-round Tolbert. I mean, I know he's getting bumped he's up got a now. got clear path to playing. Of, there's nothing in front of him, yeah. but... That doesn't make him a better player than he was a month ago. No, no. <laughs> you know For a guy who's I mean? right. making the jump from a D two, basically a D two school. Right. Yeah. Like if Garrett Wilson were in Dallas, I bet he'd be one on this list. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Where I don't like Wilson's path at all. I think Elijah Moore's better than he is. At plus twelve hundred, Christian Watson, Kenneth Walker. I wouldn't touch Watson. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to play very much early, and I think he's got an injury or something that's keeping him off the field now. Kenneth Walker's interesting, but he doesn't have a clear path to be the, number. be the number one. Right. We'll get to see him this weekend with the Seahawks. Right. Uh, but they got Rashad Penny. They, they resigned him, gave him some a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Walker draft pick's a lot like the Najee draft pick, yeah. where you take them a year before you take the quarterback to help the nest. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a pick for this year. At plus 1,500, one guy, James Cook. I don't have a problem putting my buck on that one. Yeah. I don't know how many touchdowns he'll score. But his team's going to win a lot of games. He's going to be on TV a lot. He's going to be on TV <laughs> a lot. He's a dynamic player. His last name doesn't hurt. You know, people remember Big Brother. And that's nice odds. That's a nice payday. I mean, yeah. the buck pays you 15. So that's not too shabby. Uh, at plus 1,800, Damian Pierce, Jamison Williams. Williams might not play till halfway through the season. Yeah. I mean, he has to be like one of the best receivers in the league. In the if history he only plays, of the league. Yeah. If he has to be Randy Moss if he yeah. plays 10 games, which I don't think there's any chance he wins the award. He might be a great player, but I don't know how he could possibly win the award. Pierce isn't dynamic enough, but he could be the – him and Hall could be the number one backs on their team. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they're going to be the worst team – one of the worst teams in the league. Though, right. You know, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. But he could be the rookie leader in touches and yards. At plus 2,000. Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dalbs. I think Dalbs has a better chance of being a week one contributor than Watson. And he's got Aaron Rodgers. And he's got Rodgers, but he doesn't have a real high ceiling. Yeah. You know, Watson has a higher ceiling if he hits. Maybe it starts a little later. Who was the other one? The other Jahan one Dotson. I, I think he's too blocked. Yeah. I mean, I like the player, but especially if Curtis Samuel's healthy, is he going to have a high target share? I don't think Wentz holds. Yeah, there, back. there hasn't been a lot of good news or good no. reports coming out of Washington about Wentz. No, I, I think Dotson's a fine player, but it would really have an uphill climb to win the award. At plus twenty five hundred, Desmond Ritter. Okay, George Pickens. I can kind of understand Ritter as we go through this. 
he maybe he gets in the lineup week three or four. Yeah, and he would, and if he doesn't stink, he might be in the conversation. Could he be he have starts, a Baker Mayfield like I start the last ten games of the season, one, and, yeah. right? And no one's paying much attention because my team's terrible, as was the case with Mayfield. Yeah, he's not horrible, and he convinces the Falcons that he's good enough to not draft C.J. Stroud or somebody like that. Yeah. Maybe okay because he's a quarterback, but the Pickens one's a great bit. So if you put a five dollar bet down on George Pickens. Mm-hmm. To be rookie of the year, the payout is 130 bucks. Yeah, that seems like a bet I would be willing to make after watching him day after day here. He wouldn't be my prediction, you know. If yeah. you said, "Who, Matt? Who do you think is going to be rookie of the year?" I would not bet Pickens because I don't. I mean, he may end up with 50 catches, right? But that might be enough this year. He might have 50 catches and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, you know, or something and like all that. All over Sports Center, yeah, and finishes the season like a star. He's going to have some highlight reel catches this year. I have no doubt about that in my mind. Me either. I also think he's going to end up with more than 50 catches. Yeah. When it's all said and done. Over 17 <laughs> games, you know, I do. I'm not predicting he's going to catch more bat passes or have more targets than Claypool, but I don't think it's crazy to suggest it. I don't think it is either. Like we went through this a couple of weeks ago, Matt, uh, with, with the guys that they lost in the passing game. There's a lot of available targets. There's about 150 to 160 targets available. And, folks, that's the ones that went to Washington and McLeod and you know, Juju. Yeah. You know, right. So I mean, that's almost, ones, right? you know, that's nine a game, basically, eight or nine mm-hmm. a game. That, that Not okay. everyone will go to one player. Let's say he gets you know? six targets a game. Well, okay. Okay, right. Yeah. And I would see, you know, if, if, you, if, if I told you right now George Pickens is going to get six targets a game, mm-hmm. he's a viable fantasy option as well. Yeah, he's a late-round pick that could end up being well worth your time. Yeah. Especially if he's scoring touchdowns, of course which I think he will, but we don't know it. Um, who are some of them? Is there any names after him? Or is that as deep no, as there's, there's a couple okay. names here. So at, at plus 3,000, David Bell. I don't think he's even practicing for the he's got a Yeah, he's got some kind of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alec Pierce. Okay. And Rashad White. Like, it's interesting to me that Vegas is lumping Pickens with Pierce and Bell. Yeah. Like, I lump Pierce and him together as prospects, but – they don't throw the ball much, you know. Pierce would have a uh, is going to have a tough time winning the award. I don't right. think Bell could possibly win the award. No, he'd have to catch like ninety balls. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Rashad White is kind of buried on the on the. He needs Fournette to get hurt. Yeah, and or at a minimum, take over all the receiving work for Fournette, which is possible, but still a long shot. A rookie with Brady is not going to get the receiving work. And there's actually a lot of names still on here. Uh, at plus four thousand is Kieran Williams. I don't He's see a that. third running back. I don't see that Rams happening. right now, right? Yeah. Plus 4,500 is Isaiah Spiller and Tyrion Davis-Price. They're sneaky ones because yeah. of the payoff so good that I think they have a real distinct path to being one injury away from being skyrocketing up this right. list, you know, uh, at, on good offenses. At plus 5,000 is Vellis Jones Jr. He shouldn't even count as a rookie. He's 25 years old. Uh, Wandell Robinson, Tyler Algier. Uh, Trey McBride, Isaiah Pacheco, Malik Willis. Uh, yeah, that, those are the $5,000 guys. Yeah. I'd put a buck on Algier because I think he could be their starting running back. Yeah. I don't think he's particularly great, and he's not on a good team, but he may be the clear starter there before long. At plus 6000 is Zamir White. Okay. I, I like the player, but he's blocked right now. Yeah. 7500 plus 7500 Sam Howell. Tyquan Thornton, Matt Corral. True or false, Sam Howell will start a game this year. 
Um, true. Okay. That they'll choose to play him. And that could be a Wentz injury. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if Wentz gets hurt in week two. Then he has a propensity to do that. Yeah, 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 he yeah. has. I, I would guess that sort of like the Steelers, if Wentz would get hurt in week two, week three, that they would go to Heineke. If the season is shot and it's November, December, and they're out of it, I don't think you go to Heineke. I think you go to Howe. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Corral starts a game this year? I think no. I'm going to say no. Because I think if Baker struggles, it's Darnold. They go back to Darnold. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, At plus 8,000, Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips? I don't even know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> and we're draft guys. I say he's a. There's he an a, offensive there's a, lineman there's or a safety in the league named Kyle Phillips. Yeah, I don't know who that is. No, I don't either. Uh, at plus ten thousand, uh, Ekawanu, Ekamekawanu. Uh, you got Hassan Haskins, Evan Neal, Dontario Drummond, Charles Cross, and Calvin Austin the <laughs> third. Interesting. So, I might put a buck on Ekwanu or Neal. If ever there's a year <laughs> that an O-lineman wins it, yeah. if no rookie quarterback starts more than a handful of games, maybe it happens this year. I mean, you're not going to win if that the ki- If the Don't kid in, with the Chargers didn't win it last year. Who did win it last year? I should know that off the top of my head. Mac Jones, didn't he? Mac Jones. Yeah. Because Jones was a good quarterback. He was okay. I mean, he was a good rookie quarterback. Yeah. I don't think any rookie quarterback will have as good a year as Mac Jones did last year. I don't year. think so either. I mean, I think Mac Jones's 2021 season would win it this year too, probably. Probably. Unless, unless Hall goes insane or somebody London goes insane. I don't know. I just think if there's any year that you told me, wow, an offensive lineman won rookie of the That's year. That's really tough. Though. It might be 2022. Tough to do. I'm not predicting it, but I'd, the payoff's immense. I'd throw a, uh, you know, a little money down on Brees Hall, yep. even though the odds aren't great. Uh, Drake Lund- London's interesting. London would be a good one. Yep. And then my third best one, I think, might be George Pickens. George Pickens is my favorite bet. Yeah, the favorite, like the yeah, best yeah, payout, yeah. like the one that I would put the, the a buck on the, the easiest because yeah. I want the payoff. You know, right? Um, yeah, I think those are my favorite three. And yeah. Pickens should be higher in the list. Is really the bottom line. Right. I mean, he's he, and I think after the preseason games, like if you want to get that bet in now, now is the time to do it. It's not going to get any better for Because you. if you wait a couple of weeks, he's going to be at like plus 1,500 or plus 1,000 yeah. by the end of the preseason. I mean, it, it's not going to get any longer odds than now. Because they're going to play him in the preseason. Well, that was actually my next question. Do you think he's so good that he might even barely play in the third game? That's possible. But he's going to play a lot Saturday. He's, he's going to play Saturday. He's going to play on the second game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe you've seen enough. But if he has, but s- you know, six catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns in the preseason, yeah, you know, which is certainly possible. Those lunatics that play preseason DFS, he's a he's a good <laughs> bet early on. As is Warren, by the way. Yeah. If you guys are really into yeah, making Jaylen money, Warren is a great Jalen Warren. DFS. You might want to put him on the list. Wow. I mean, no one. Every other some of those other, I mean, some of the other running backs on here that are third on their on their depth the Checo chart. and those guys, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No one knows who Warren is though. I mean, like whoever they, Kyle they will Phillips in a couple is, of weeks. They oh, they definitely will. And again, anyone playing preseason DFS should be drafting Warren very, very high. But whoever Kyle Phillips is, who we don't know who he is, <laughs> that's how thirty-one <laughs> other radio up. stations are reacting right now. Kyle if Warren were on that list. Phillips, rookie. 
I don't know who that is. Uh, oh, he's the re- little receiver from uh, UCLA. Oh, yeah, chain mover, yeah, third down he's guy. He's not going to win rookie He has year. no chance of winning it, right. I mean, God, lady. I mean, those style players never win it anyway. Yeah, he's with the Titans. Now, that part's okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's their third receiver. Maybe. Maybe. But they, yeah. <laughs> they don't throw the ball enough, though, to make it no, matter. No, that's amazing he's even on the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember who that is. He's fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought of him as in the offensive rookie of the year. Light. Nor would I. Nor no. would I. But interesting, uh, you know, that, uh, that George Pickens would be – I think he's going to climb that list. Oh, I do too. Uh, In fact, it would surprise me if by the end of this preseason he and he and Pickett flip flop. Yeah, I mean, if you can get him at fifteen to one right now, that's what the odds are on Pickens, right? Uh, Pickens plus one fifty plus fifteen hundred. Pickens, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett is not plus nine hundred. Pickens. Oh, George Pickens is plus twenty five hundred. Twenty five, not even fifteen hundred. Bet that now. <laughs> There's no way it gets greater odds. It's not going to yeah. go to 2,800. It's not going to go. Yeah, it's not going right? to go up. It's only going to go down. 100. percent That one's too low. Someone could, should call Vegas and, and tell them they're screwing that one. Like up. he'll be. I mean, Jamison Williams is plus 1,800 right now. Pickens has a better chance. Than After Williams. this weekend, George Pickens is going to be plus 1,800. Yeah, he has a better chance than Williams. Yeah. I mean, I can see the argument against Alave, even Burks, London. Sure. I mean, they're probably game one starters on the field every snap, guys. I don't know they're better football players than him. Yeah. You what know? about Sky Moore at plus 1,000? I don't hate that one either. Yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned to you the other day that I'm warming up to Juju a little bit for fantasy. And really, it's just a good example of smart teams being smart. I didn't know this till about a week or so ago. One of my biggest knocks on Juju as a player was he struggles against press man coverage. Yeah. Well, do you know who saw the most zone in the league last year? The Chiefs. Yeah. You know, so they, they like them a little yeah. bit more than most teams do because they see zone all the time because they're petrified of Mahomes killing them. And yeah. they don't see blitz. I wonder well, how much. They'll probably I do if, well there. I wonder you know? if they see more man, though, this year without Tyreek. Without Tyreek. I think they will. Yeah. yeah. I think they will, too. I think one of the reasons you don't play man against them is because Tyreek may mm-hmm. take, the, take the top off your defense real quick. Right, right, right. No, I bet they do. But no one ever blitzes Mahomes. You know, everyone plays the deep shell. At least until further notice. So smart teams go out and find out, you know what, you know what, how teams are playing us, and you, you get guys accordingly. And they yeah. got Juju a good deal. He is Matt <laughs> Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And we appreciate Matt coughing into the, the microphone there. <laughs> I think he swallowed a bug uh, as we sit out here on the deck at Chuck Knoll Field on the campus of uh, St. Vincent College. Uh, we will be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live from St. Vincent College here in beautiful Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where the Steelers are holding their uh, training camp. They uh, practiced at 10.30 a.m. this morning to, I guess, avoid the rain, but it's Would have been fine been to beautiful. do it now, right? Yeah. right. They didn't know that, but, it, it, you know, as you mentioned, it was smart to take the bird in the hand there. You don't know, want it to be 2.30, 3 o'clock, and the skies open up, and, and then you're stuck. Then you're and, stuck. Then yeah. you're stuck. But, then you got to move somewhere else. But. but from a personal reason, I hope they do tomorrow afternoon because I would like to sit here with you for three hours and kind of talk about what we see live. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're going uh, through some uh, different uh, – Propositions here on mm-hmm. uh, and at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, 
And, Matt, I called up the thing here. Uh, you can bet on a season special. Mo- team with the most wins for the regular season. Oh, okay. So that's not necessarily the best team. That's who's, who's going to end yeah, up with right. the best record. You know, who's like going to have the most wins? Tennessee ended up with one seed. I don't think any of us thought they were the best team in the AFC when the playoffs opened. Correct. You know? Okay. So the Buffalo Bills are plus 450 right now. I wish I had Warren Sharp's strength of schedule in front of me, but I do know who some some of the tougher ones are. The teams in the West, the uh, the AFC North has tough schedules, as you'd imagine. You know the yeah. teams that you know in your division. Uh, what's what is your bet? The Bills' AFC East record will be five and one, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any pushovers or you know slam dunks. I think the Jets are better than they've been, but they're still but not they on the same level. Win with them, yeah. four or five at worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bills are probably pretty clearly the number one. Tampa Bay is second at plus five hundred. That's funny, that's I was thinking Tampa or Green Bay. Just here's why I wouldn't. Division. Here's why I wouldn't take Tampa Bay though. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the AFC North faces off against the uh, NFC South this year. Yes, in crossover games. That's, that means you're going to get at least three tough games. Yeah, if you're the Buccaneers. The Saints situation. always have their number too, and the Saints always beat them defensively. Yeah. Like I don't think they're going six and zero in that division. No, they probably sweep Atlanta. Wouldn't yeah. shock me if Carolina. If, I bet they go four and two in the division. I yeah. mean, the Saints are always a hard matchup for them, and I don't think Carolina stinks. Yeah, um, I was worried about the Bucks this morning. You probably didn't see this because you were on the practice field. Their backup center Hainsey got carted off. Wow. And then they said it was just cramps of some sort that he's going to be okay. Maybe he'll miss a day or so. But I'm like, man, I mean. It, if they're top four interior linemen from last year <laughs> and Gronk and A.B. and these other old dudes all aren't back, maybe it's just not the Bucks' year, but it looks like they avoided disaster on that one. Uh, Green Bay is plus 650. They'd be a strong bet to do that. They win a lot of regular season games. If here, Here's a similar conversation. If I told you you could pick one team to win their division, would it be Green Bay? Might be Buffalo. Would it be Buffalo? Buffalo. Would it be Tampa? It wouldn't be Philly or Dallas to me. No. It wouldn't be a North team. Green Bay's a pretty solid Green bet. Green Bay's though. a solid bet, though. They seem to always do it. Kansas City always finds a way. I just don't like their competition's harder yeah. than usual. You no know? doubt. Yeah. I mean, I just think Green Bay is pretty close to a slam dunk to win in that division. The Rams are plus 750. The Chargers and Chiefs are both plus 800. Okay. I'd be shocked if any of those teams win the most games. I like this one. The Colts are plus 1,600. It's not bad. They could be 5-1 in the division. They could, be the, they could yeah. have a Tennessee Titans-like season this yep. year. Roll through the AFC South. 13-4, and four, yeah. losing the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore comes to town and beats them, or Cincy, or yeah. somebody else. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, considering what the payoff is. Yeah, the division is not super tough. I mean, right. you know. Uh, Denver's also plus 1,600. Dallas is plus 1,600. The Ravens are plus 1,600. The 49ers are plus 1,600. None of them stand out to me, but they all should be in about the same tier, I'd yeah. say. I don't think I'd bet on any of those. This is where it gets kind of interesting to me. You haven't mentioned the Eagles. The Eagles are plus, eight, plus 1,800. The Browns are plus 1,800. I'm not betting on that. The Bengals are plus 2,000. How are the Bengals behind the Browns in that? I would put a buck on the Bengals. Like, they wouldn't be my pick to win the most right. games in the league. But if I They're get, third in the AFC North. That's amazing to me. I mean, the Browns are wrong. 
Yeah, that's then, just yeah, – even if he gets six, they're not going to win the, the most games. They may be good, but they're not going to win the most games yeah. if he gets six. The team that we're not getting to here is the Steelers. They are plus 10,000. Wow. The only teams – A couple bets I kind of like are Eagles, Bengals, and you haven't mentioned Saints, so they must be a long shot the too. The Saints are at – where the heck are the Saints? They're plus 6,000. Wow. I mean, again, that's it, below, I don't think it's going to happen. That's below the Cardinals, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Patriots. Ooh, I think the Saints is a decent bet there. They could be 5-1 and one in their division. Yeah. yeah. And they have the league's best record, though, because as I mentioned. Again, probably not. I they, don't think they They also will. match up against the AFC North in their crossover. Yeah, games. I know. But uh, to them not being mentioned, and I think that they're a playoff team, is a possibility. What if Brady stumbles a little bit? They could win that division. Yeah. Or gets hurt. Right. That's what, in any way, right. Fewest wins. Okay. The Houston Texans, by far the leader at plus 275. But their division's not that bad. No, they, they should win, they could win a two game or two in the division. Yeah, right, right. The Atlanta Falcons, plus 400. I think they're – I think them and the Bears are who are – or maybe even awful. Seattle. Seattle's plus 750. I would put a buck on Seattle at that price. Their quarterback situation is worse than those other teams. Yeah. The Jets are plus 850. They have a really tough schedule, but they're okay. I don't think their roster is really bad. It all depends on the right, quarterback. Right, 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 right. Uh, the Bears are plus 1,000. Bears in Seattle for the price, I think, is a good bet. The Jaguars are plus 1,100. I think they'll win games. The Jag- or, I'm sorry, the uh, Lions and the Panthers are plus 1,200. It would blow me away if they were the first pick in the draft. Yeah. The Giants are plus 1,400. They could be first pick in the draft. They could be. I mean, they could be. They could follow. I mean, they just can't stay healthy. Then you've got the Steelers at plus 1,800. I would not make that bet. I would not make that bet in any way, shape, or form. So if – this is kind of a dumb thing to But the Browns on this one, the Browns are right after them at plus 3,500. So they're they're, you can bet on them to have the most, and they got decent odds to be Mm -hmm. the highest win total – there's also one of the lowest. The payoff is so good that I think I would put a buck on Watson never plays a game this year and the Browns end up with the first pick in the draft, which would then go to Houston. Right. Just because the payoff's so good. Again, not predicting it. But I mean, I look at these things like what, where is Vegas a little off? You know, where, you know, what could I envision happening? And I could see the wheels falling off in Cleveland to the point where they win Four games. I mean, I think that's possible. Again, yeah. and not my prediction. It's There's just all kinds of stuff here that you can you can bet on. So, um, looking here, the highest scoring team this season. Most points. Most points. The Bills are number one, plus 550. Hmm. I don't know that their slam dunk should be number one. Yeah, Tampa Bay is second. I've been on uh, Tampa Bay second, and uh, along with the Chargers, they're both plus 800. Chargers came to mind immediately. Yeah, but, uh, that's the first they're, team they're I properly, thought They're properly probably ranked there. Yeah. Um, how about the Bengals? The Bengals are plus fourteen hundred. So they're like fifth or sixth, probably something like that. Yeah, they're eighth. Yeah, that's, that's not, not a bad, bad bet. That's not a bad bet. Get the Packers at plus fifteen hundred. They're a receiver away from being in the conversation, know. though. But again, the Browns are plus sixteen hundred. Well, they again, they're at the top they're, of that one. They're screwed up here. I mean, yeah, there's, I don't know. Think Vegas right knows right now where to put them. Man, I'd be betting against them in all these manners, though. Yeah. Uh, the lowest scoring team in the league. Atlanta. The Falcons are plus 500. Bears would be pretty low. Uh, Houston is plus 550. Okay. They have receivers, though, and 
I don't know if that offense would be bad, bad. My bet would be the Seattle Seahawks at plus 750. The other problem is Seattle, <laughs> they don't run any plays. They don't run any plays. They run right, right, right. very slow. They don't run a lot of plays. Right. Um, you know, I assume that's going to keep up because yeah. really, that, that limits the, the time you get beat. You know, It keeps the games a little closer. That's actually one of my problems with Green Bay being so high is I could see them running the ball more, taking the ball, the air out of the ball a little bit more. Same with Kansas City, compared to what they've been the last couple of years. I mean, they're still going to be high-scoring teams, but maybe they play the game a little differently, trust the defenses a little more, and manage the game a little more, which probably means you don't lead the league in points. So the so you get the the Falcons, the Texans, the Bears, the Seahawks, which is the, the four lowest odds. I think Houston's the best offense of that group. Yeah. But then you get the Steelers and the Jets at plus 1,200 next. They're selling Pittsburgh short. They really are. I, I don't get that. The Browns would be closer to that than the Steelers. The Browns are plus 2,000. No. They're way, I mean, like, way, way down the list. Like, I'm looking at the Lions offense and thinking, wow, it's a lot better. I, I really yeah. like what they're building here. I don't know if it's better than the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible last year. Uh, Washington's <laughs> offense. like Washington's bad. Yeah. Giants. Right. They're I mean, plus fourteen hundred. You know, uh, you're banking on a lot of improvement. The Patriots, the, the Patriots are plus eighteen hundred. Like, unless their defense and, and special teams add a lot to that again. Right. I think they scored more points than you think last they, year. Well, they had three games where they broke like fifty because yeah. Belichick will run the score up on you if he can. Right. Um, but and they also scored on defense and things too, yeah. which I assume they're not counting. But I don't know if they are or not. We think the Steelers aren't going to score on defense issues. No, no, that's all I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I hear you. I, I just think that's that's way underselling the Steelers in this situation. Carolina's offense statistically was like the worst in the league. Well, see, I expect. I mean, their be quarterback better, right. was just awful. I expect them to be better, but they should probably still be near the bottom, just in terms of what they did last I year. I think the Bears and the Seahawks are Miserable. far away. Yeah, the, the top two bets there. You think Atlanta's better than them? They'll scores score. more points than They'll them. Score. I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seattle would be my bet. Yeah, they don't run any plays, and they have the worst quarterbacks in the league. Right. That might be all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty bad yeah. combination. I don't think they're going to run more points. plays than they did last year. If so, it's still going to be at the bottom of the league. <laughs> they ran the fewest plays per game since Football Outsiders has been created. Yeah. That's like thirty years ago. They were like fifty pl- offensive plays a game. Yeah, the Ravens ran three games more plays than Seattle. Yeah, if you if the, the average game's like sixty five offensive plays a game or sixty somewhere in that neighborhood, they ran like hundred and eighty five more plays than Seattle. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Like when we talk fantasy, you got to know that kind of stuff. I and mean, the teams that run plays, you don't have to be super productive. Just one more catch here and there. Yeah. You You're know? averaging five yards a play. Well, okay, sure, yeah. right. I mean, that's two more catches for your top receiver. And five or, you know, five yards isn't even going to get you into the top. No, right, 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 right. I mean, you're running 60-some more plays than average is a ton. Yeah, absolutely. We are going to take another break. Uh, we'll be back with hour number three of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 uh, in just a moment. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. We'll be back live from training camp right after this.